Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 6, Chapter 68. I think it not out of place to write something here about the annals of the same Baronio, since it was by Philip, at God's command, that he was forced to write them. I will tell you the whole thing as it happened. When Baronio first began to give discourses to the people, he used to address them on the eternal punishments destined for the wicked, as well as the perpetual rewards which await the just in heaven beyond all power of description. But it was on the severity of the divine judgment and the reminder of death that he spoke most earnestly. When our Holy Father noticed this, he was led by the Holy Spirit to order Baronio to put an end to that sort of discourse and apply himself to narrating the history of the church. He replied that it would be difficult for him because he thought the audience would gain no benefit from such a project. Philip listened to him, but insisted, and told him again and again to carry out what he had been commanded. Finally, after repeated orders from Philip, he tackled the church history. The Holy Father kept him at the work, and if he saw Baronio becoming even slightly weary of the task, he rebuked him very strictly, and forced him to continue, burning with zeal, to quote Baronio himself, for the struggling church. Philip had seen in his mind, revealed by the light of God and breathing a spirit of prophecy, how the satanic centuries had emerged from the gates of hell to imperil the church. He rose to meet the foe, to fight the battles of the Lord for the house of Israel, realizing that he had to array no less an army, or at least an equal one, to join the battle. Therefore, out of all those who followed him, he chose Baronio and sent him alone to fight against so many enemies, though appearing to be asking him to do something irrelevant. Baronio rose to the task laid on him, and for 30 years has been working happily on what Philip once asked him to do. He has repeated the entire course of history in the oratory seven times. It was marvelous to watch how Philip anxiously kept him at his work, encouraging him in person, and speaking so forcefully that Baronio thought he was a hard master at this work of God. He refused to let him apply himself even for a moment to any other project. Baronio did, in fact, often feel some resentment against him, little realizing that it was by the inspiration of God that the Holy Father was demanding this of him. But I need not tell you how much benefit all this was to the church. For why need I say anything when the facts speak for themselves? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Angels of God are guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Philip did not want Baronio, or as he's also known from the Latin, Baronius, to stick to just his own ideas. He wanted Baronius to do something good for others. And he saw that Baronio had special gifts from the Lord. But notice that Baronio himself didn't recognize that what St. Philip was asking of him was a good idea. Baronio was very, very convinced of what he wanted to do. Baronio wanted to preach on the four last things. He wanted to preach on hell, on death, judgment, heaven, and hell but especially the eternal punishments of hell. And St. Philip moved him, but it wasn't easy because Baronio was told, you got to preach on church history. And these daily discourses that St. Philip was giving, he wanted him to preach on church history. And what did Baronio say? That's not going to do anything for anyone. Is there no profit for people? See, Baronio was very dull in understanding. He was very dull. He was a brilliant man, but he had this daughter of gluttony that we call dullness of mind. When you're so desirous of doing something, you just cannot see how anything else makes sense. When you're so fixated on eating something or possessing something, it blinds you to other things. And so St. Philip had to work hard. He had to break through this little dull mind of Bronius, this genius, really. He's a genius, but he was locked up in his own ideas. But St. Philip didn't give up. He persevered. He encouraged him. He, he rebuked him. He commanded him. He prayed for him. Finally, Bronius gave in. Now, what was St. Philip after him about. He wanted him to give some kind of response. He had seen that there were these other histories coming out of, out of Protestant-speaking countries, the centuries of Magdeburg, they're called. These were a different view of church history that basically discredited the Catholic Church. And St. Philip realized that these had to be answered. And so he set Baronius not to answer them directly. Of course, Baronius never would have given into that. He just wanted to go day by day, preach the history of the church. See, St. Philip's very patient. Seven times Baronius went through the whole thing, and then he said, write it. So let us ask the Lord to give us docility. That's what we really need. In big things and in small, 
Let us be docile to the Holy Spirit. Let us be docile to our teachers. Let us be docile to our parents. Let us be docile to those that are trying to guide us. Allow ourselves to be taught. Ask the Holy Spirit to give us that docility. Baronius is called the father of modern church history because no one before him had produced such a monumental year-by-year -year history of the church up until about the 12th, about the 12th century, through the 12th century. But that's what Baronius did, starting with year 33, up until 1200, he wrote this history. Blow by blow, year by year, meticulously following up things, looking at documents, producing for the church this great work. And on the basis of that beginning, that foundation, you could say most church histories since then have been written. Not necessarily reading him, but reading other people who read him. It's the foundation. But we only have that because in the end, he was docile. The end, he gave in. Lord, don't let us be dull of mind. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.